0: Because Pan is fresh in the theaters, the first few... Because Pan is fresh in the theaters, the first portion of this review will be spoiler-free. You're listening to ONCE, Episode 207, Pan Movie Review. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis.
1: And I'm Jenny.
0: And for this episode, we have something special for you, and that is that we got to see an early review of Pan, the new movie out from Warner Brothers. And it was a lot of fun. And since it's tied in, well, it's all about fairy tales, and Once Upon a Time is all about fairy tales, we thought you would probably like to know a bit more about this movie. Jenny, did you enjoy it?
1: I did enjoy it, but it wasn't as exciting as I was hoping for. It kind of left me feeling dissatisfied. I thought they were going to cover more.
0: I thought that too. Like As a movie, as a prequel, which this is apparently the new thing, is either retail- the fairy tale, like Disney is doing with their movies, or do the prequel to the fairy tale, like Warner Brothers is doing, and uh, another studio did the prequel to Robin Hood and such. So, this is a prequel to the legend we know, mm-hmm. and as such, it left a lot out. We won't say exactly what, we'll just save that for when we are talking spoilers, but yet, I still enjoyed it.
1: I did enjoy it too, it was very fun to watch.
0: As the subtitle for the movie says, every legend has a beginning, which Jenny and I were joking when we were in line (laughs) for the movie that basically every prequel could have that as the subtitle. Yep. Robin Hood, every legend has a beginning. Wolverine, every legend has a beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Cinderella, every legend has a beginning. But I think that this is a lot of the same approach that Once Upon a Time takes in that Once Upon a Time has focused very little on the fairy tale itself and has focused more on the prequel, what led up to the fairy tale or what happens after happily ever after. So I think that Once Upon a Time fans will enjoy this movie.
1: I think so too.
0: It's also, I felt fairly family friendly.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the fight scenes weren't gruesome. They're were really fun.
0: <laughs> and even somewhat funny. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't gore. You didn't see people getting stabbed. The only time you see someone getting stabbed, it's not actually you're seeing people, you're seeing kind of a visual representation of the story. I don't want to give it away, but um, there are moments where people get shot. But you don't see them really get shot because it's it's kind of silly. At first, I yeah. even wondered, are people even getting hurt? But yeah. What was going on when that happens?
1: Uh, well, every person who was shot turned into a giant puff cloud of color. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like a color run fight or something like that.
0: Yeah. So it was very colorful, very fun to watch. I thought it was either they were turning into puffs, like you said, mm-hmm. or that... That's just what the bullets do. Is when they kill someone, the bullets also puff into colorful clouds.
1: I looked to see like a person falling, but I didn't. So I think they turned into big puffs of color.
0: There are uh, clearly there are some people that die, but you don't see them die. They don't die in gruesome ways. Like you'll see someone fall. And you know because they fell yeah. that they died, including a child. There is a moment where a child uh, is pushed over, and it's implied that they die. You never see them die. You just see them fall. And so that's it's
1: it. not gruesome.
0: Right. So I would say fairly family-friendly. There was some profanity in this, uh, mild profanity, not a lot.
1: I didn't find it distracting, though.
0: Yeah. Actually, less profanity than you would probably hear in your public library parking lot. <laughs> So that's that's a way to gauge it, maybe.
1: <laughs> that kind of depends on who's in the parking lot, though.
0: <laughs> yep. What do you think of the visual effects outside of the gunshots?
1: I thought they were fun and magical and imaginative.
0: They made Neverland really look like a magical place of hope and wonder, mm-hmm. with the bright colors and some things that looked like a nebula and really neat yeah. starry sections and oh, truly gosh, magical that was beautiful yeah so a lot of wonderful cinematography uh, and special effects and uh, it really showed neverland to be a big place like there's this one hole that we get to see that is massive to show that this isn't the neverland like we saw in the disney movie the original Peter Pan animated Disney movie where it seemed like you could easily walk from one end of the island to the other. This is a large Neverland full of magic, Mm
1: -hmm. full
0: of amazing things.
1: I like how they kind of reimagined how to get to Neverland. Mm. Just the way they kind of portrayed that was different. Right. I liked it.
0: And yet they interacted with the quote real world unquote like including fighter jets well not jets but fighter planes Mm -hmm. and this was during world war ii season so what would happen if a flying (laughs) ship came through london during world war ii some really cool things and i liked most of the casting on this except for the guy that they got to play hook garrett headland was hook And as you've probably seen in the trailers, he's a very American cowboy sounding guy, which I just thought doesn't fit for Hook.
1: But he had the right mouth movements. His mouth opened really wide while he was talking, kind of like Hook. And he was kooky, which was very much like Hook. But yeah, I did get the kind of cowboy feel, which was strange.
0: It almost makes me want Warner Brothers to make a Peter Pan movie with the same actors just so we can get a different version of hook in our heads. Because <laughs> I think all of the versions of hook we've seen, including once upon a time are very British. Oh yeah. But they've all had that little bit of uh, playfulness to them. Mm-hmm. I thought the boy that they got to play Peter or Levi Miller was great for this part because he was young. He was British. He had that really childish, playful Uh, playfulness about him Mm -hmm. that is everything about Peter Pan that we know, the boy who didn't grow up and the boy who could fly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I loved watching him learn how to be Peter Pan. I loved watching him learn how to be Pan.
0: This movie is, I think a lot about believing in yourself. Yeah. And that's certainly something that Peter had to deal with in order to become the Pan. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. That was kind of the overarching theme believe in yourself
0: as well as I think believing in the people you love and yeah. the people who are essentially on your side. Yep. Because hope drives Peter for much of this movie. And that's a very similar theme with once upon a Time. Is that it all comes back to hope. So it's a great movie. And we think that if you like once upon a time, you will like pan it's rated PG and it opens to theaters nationwide in the U S on Friday, October 9th. If you see this, we'd love to hear your feedback on it. So please comment on the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 207. Before we get into our spoiler-based conversation and review of PAN, I want to thank some people who made this episode of the podcast possible. David Newland, Steve Johnson, Lisa Slack, and Tappenbird. Thank you very much for your kind contributions. And we also have 26 backers on Patreon. If it wasn't for your wonderful support, we really could not do this podcast without you. So thank you very much for supporting the podcast, being heroes to the podcast. If you'd like to be a podcast hero as well, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash sponsor and check out your options there. We would still love your feedback for the episode of Once Upon a Time that aired since we're squeezing this movie review in between our initial reactions and the full discussion. So please send us your feedback for the episode or you have all of our other contact options over at the website at oncepodcast.com. And before we get into the spoiler conversation, I want to leave you with this last great, wonderful quotation from Pan. And that is, home's not where you come from, it's where you make it. If you don't hang out with us for the spoilers, I'm Daniel J. Lewis, or the Ramen Noodle on Twitter.
1: And I'm Jenny, and you can follow me at twitter.com slash Jenny's Nook.
0: Thanks for listening, and have a happy ever after. And now, since you're still here, I'm going to assume you don't mind being spoiled, or you've already seen the movie. Spoilers! No holds barred. What disappointed you about this, Jenny?
1: Mermaids! <laughs> I wanted to see more of the mermaids, but you only got to see about as much as were in the trailer.
0: Yeah, a very short scene. Yeah. You would barely see uh, more scenes with the mermaids than with the crocodile. Actually, probably the crocodiles, you see just as many crocodiles as you see mermaids, and yeah. you see them for just as long as you see the mermaids. Yeah. And in fact, they're all in the same scene. I was really
1: disappointed about that because I wanted to know, I wanted to see like how Pan and Hook kind of became enemies. I wanted to see the battle where Hook's hand was cut off and how the crocodile swallowed a clock. I wanted to see all that, yeah. but I didn't. They they, they they cut it short.
0: Yeah, for being backstory, they didn't give us a lot of backstory, no. or at least a lot of the iconic backstory, like you're saying, the hook, the clock, the yeah. crocodile, the the enemy relationship that Pan and A hook had.
1: I think the Neverland creature we saw the most of were those ugly neverbirds.
0: Yeah. Basically skeletons with feathers.
1: Yep. And big googly eyes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The crocodile was really cool. The little bit that we got to see it. Very big crocodile. Very menacing crocodile as well. And
1: crocodiles could fly. A little Um, bit. They could like. They can jump out of
0: water. Yeah. That was what I got from that. Not necessarily that they can fly.
1: Maybe they can float. Maybe that's it.
0: Yeah. Well, Pan can fly if he thinks a happy thought.
1: (laughs) I love how they explained how he can fly. He's half human, half fairy. Mm -hmm. I loved that.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't
1: have made sense.
0: Right. It's not that he has the heart of the truest believer, but, uh, and it's not pixie dust. Yeah. But it's about who he is and his origin story. I think this was more an origin story to how the characters got to Neverland Mm -hmm. than necessarily the characters themselves. Yep. Because of those missing iconic backstories.
1: Yeah. And speaking of pixie dust, aka Pixum, I thought it was so strange the way Captain Blackbeard was using it. Yeah. It was kind of like a drug for him that kept him alive. Like he would sniff it. It was the weirdest thing.
0: Yeah. And that made me wonder... Are the mechanics of Neverland in this version of Peter Pan the same as before? Because the whole idea of Neverland is you, you go there grow up. and you don't grow up. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Blackbeard was aging. But this uh, Pixum, or Pixie Dust basically, helped him to stay alive and live forever. But maybe it was something that, because uh, the premise of the movie is that all of the fairies are in this secret magical kingdom mm-hmm. and they're not roaming the island. There was a battle between Blackbeard and the pirates and the pixies and uh, the fairies then all fled Were protected by Pan's mother. And now that the way that the movie ends is that Pan goes into the kingdom, the pirates go in too. But it makes me think that now that the fairies are out and about Maybe they're flying around, makes pixie dust in the air, and maybe that's what makes everyone never grow oh. up. So now that the fairies are out, everyone in Neverland stays the same age.
1: That would make a lot of sense. I like that. You're brilliant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but they didn't explain that.
1: No, they didn't.
0: So kids, well, kids probably won't be thinking, wait, will they age? So never mind that. But I think adults might figure that out or be asking the same questions, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, otherwise it just didn't make sense. Everybody aging in Neverland.
0: I was a little disappointed that we didn't get a little bit more of Tinkerbell. Yeah. Another iconic character to the Peter Pan story.
1: This was kind of the prequel to the prequel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the Yeah. Uh Tinkerbell was essentially a glowing dot.
1: Yeah, with legs.
0: Yeah. So we didn't get to meet Tinkerbell or really see Tinkerbell that well. We never heard Tinkerbell talk. It was just sort of like a little insect sounding language, mm-hmm. a little squeaking. No personality, really, that we got to see from Tinkerbell. Yep. It makes me wonder if, because the Peter Pan copyright is owned by a children's hospital, it makes me wonder if maybe they're being very protective of the copyright and they only wanted to release certain aspects of it, uh-huh. And maybe then Warner Brother just decided to work with what they could, or maybe this was an intentional decision that they said, let's simply tell, focus on these two characters and how they got to Neverland. In which case, they almost should have called the movie Neverland.
1: Yes. Yes, they should have, because this was kind of an introduction to Neverland mm-hmm. and an introduction to the characters that didn't really tell the characters stories that we know.
0: What else did you like or not like now that it's no holds barred? We can spoil everything.
1: Did you notice that all the mermaids, all three of them looked alike? Yeah. They all looked the same. I would have loved to have seen more of them. I was so disappointed.
0: I guess maybe all of the mermaids looked the same.
1: Maybe so. They were gorgeous. But yeah, they looked the same.
0: We got to see several flying ships.
1: Mm-hmm, that was cool,
0: and the size of Neverland, the the mining, the strip mining that they were doing there, massive holes, and some stuff that really showed, wow, this is this is a def- different Neverland than we've ever seen before. Mm-hmm. But I like that it was Blackbeard in Neverland, and he was the villain, and Hook and Pan started out, well, kind of started out as friends in this.
1: They did; they were friends.
0: Became friends. Yeah, they became even friends. Even though Hook didn't intend for that to happen.
1: <laughs> I love Hook's line where he says, "I lied." It's called being an adult. <laughs> he lied a lot, and he blamed it on being an adult. It's so funny.
0: That's what I think may contribute to the rift between Pan and Hook. Lying. Yeah, and his being an adult and doing things for his own reasons. He was as pretty an adult, selfish. But we never got to see that or anything really leading up to that or any hint necessarily of that, except that the way that they uh, ended it out was basically saying, yeah, we're going to be friends forever.
1: (laughs) And Hook said, yeah, what could go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Basically, you learn not to trust anything Hook says. Mm
0: -hmm. If they did try to squeeze in all of the iconic backstory that we wanted, I think this would have been a much longer movie. Yeah. So maybe they'll make a sequel to the prequel. You think so? Maybe. That'd Pan be nice. too, or, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if they <laughs> would. There were some other icons of the Peter Pan story, like the original story, as well as what we know of Peter Pan uh, from other tellings of the story, scattered throughout this. Like, we did see Kensington Gardens, mm-hmm. which is where, as the original story goes... Peter Pan was an orphan and he was crying and a fairy found him and a fairy took him to Neverland. Yeah. Here it was pirates were stealing kids, taking them to Neverland to work in the mines. And then Pan goes back later and starts taking kids who are orphans so that they can he doesn't really
1: take them. He invites them and they all want to go Yes, because that's where they live is awful. Yeah. It's overrun by evil nuns who hoard food.
0: With giant paper
1: hats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And we met Smee. Yeah? He was part of this story. He was actually quite a snitch. And he had a full head of hair. He was a young Smee. Uh,
0: And I think that, uh, oh, some of the other icons, um, the little ocarina that we're very familiar with, seeing Pan play in many different versions of Pan, Mm -hmm. that was the key To the fairy fairy kingdom, kingdom, as well as the little um, token that Pan's mother left behind with Pan when he was a baby and when she left him at the orphanage, which is very different from how the original Pan story went, but they've already decided to do things differently. So be that as it may, however it is, there were some cool 3D effects with this version. I know that sometimes it seems 3D for a movie is really a gimmick. But I enjoyed the 3D in pan. Yeah, I did. They had some really great moments where I saw and felt the depth a lot more than in other movies.
1: Do you know what? There were a few moments, like in the mines where there was dust filling around, where I like found myself closing one eye because I thought a dust thing was gonna <laughs> float into my eye.
0: One of the cannonballs that shot from a ship, I actually ducked a little (laughs) bit out of the way.
1: That's funny. (laughs)
0: Because one of the really cool things that they did, they didn't do it a lot, but they did it a few times. And this is a clever technique in a movie is in theaters, you still see movies in what we know as letterbox format quite often because the movies are being recorded in wider and wider and wider screen formatting. So there will be some um, black space above and below the video. Well, what they did in this is it was like that as well. I don't know exactly what aspect ratio it was, if you're one of those geeks that's interested in that. But they broke out of the frame a couple times with the 3D effects. Like the cannonballs, uh, I saw a sword at one point, and I think maybe some of the fairy dust. And what happens when you do that is your eyes get so adjusted to seeing the edge of the video being at a certain spot that when they break out of that edge it actually looks to us and we perceive it as the item is actually in the theater breaking out of the screen because it's breaking the boundaries that our minds have set on where the video edge is. And they did that a few times. And I've seen that done. I think I saw that only in Alice in Wonderland, the only other 3D movie. I think I saw them do that. (sighs) But it's a really neat technique as long as you don't do it a lot because it relies on your brain depending on there being a border there but then they break out of it. So it looks really cool.
1: I did not actually notice that. That's really cool.
0: I like that uh, one of the little things that I don't know what they were trying to communicate here was we saw Peter try to read something at one point and we saw letters moving around on the pages, which gave me the impression that he was dyslexic. And a cool message that could be there is it doesn't matter what learning, quote, disabilities, unquote, that you have, you can still be someone special and do something amazing. In fact, there are many people who have done amazing things that other people would say would have never amounted to anything because of some kind of learning, quote, disability, hmm. unquote. And certainly, yes, I know there are certain things like that can, that can be um, debilitating in ways, but that didn't stop Pan. And then as we learn later on, It might have been part of his being the chosen one because he could easily read the fairy language Mm -hmm. that no one else could read because he was special.
1: Yeah.
0: So Pan is a great movie, a lot of fun. I I think that you would enjoy seeing it. I think it is appropriate for kids. It's uh, not overly violent. For being PG, the language is quite clean yes a little bit of profanity here and there but really not very much and it's very mild profanity if you watch this please comment on the show notes and please let us know what you thought of pan so go to slash 207 and we would love to hear from you what you thought about pan what your favorite parts were what your what you hoped would happen or what magical things that you saw in pan so please comment there on the show notes and share this episode with others it's the best thing that you can do for the podcast is tell someone else about the podcast we'll be back in just a couple days with our full discussion of the episode the prince from once upon a time so be sure to send in your feedback for that but in the meantime please follow us on twitter at once podcast and i'm daniel j lewis on twitter at the ramen noodle
1: and i'm jenny and you can follow me at twitter.com slash jenny's nook
0: Please continue to send us your feedback for Once Upon a Time, and check out the options for supporting the podcast at oncepodcast.com slash sponsor. And until next time, remember, home's not where you come from, it's where you make it. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our sponsors for this episode of the podcast. If you'd like to be one of them and keep the podcast running and enable us to do these special episodes like this, then please go to oncepodcastcom slash sponsor. And thank you for your support.